0: Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.
1: This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, most people would agree that 2022 was a very rough road. The good news is that there are five new savings and tax rules that can help you boost your retirement savings.
0: Hey, welcome in everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Kevin, of course, is an investment advisor representative. He is a fiduciary, independent advisor. Silverleaf Financial is where you find him. He's an author, wrote the book called The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. You can learn more about that book at SilverleafFinancial.com. SilverleafFinancial.com. Hey, Kevin, how's it going?
1: It is going great, Steve. Always good to be here. And uh, guys, please, yeah, go to the website, Silver Leaf Financial. That's leaf like a tree. And uh, take a look. We try to keep it fresh. We put up uh, new content all the time. Uh, So please check it out. Take a look. And if you'd like a copy of the book, just send me an email and I'll be happy to send it to you.
0: All right. Well, okay, fair enough. And uh, let's see. All right. So, uh, you know. Yeah, last year, tough year. Glad it's gone, right? I mean, you know, I oh, don't yeah. want to wish oh, yeah. anything, but uh, but I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, when same. you talk about, you know, uh, inflation and crazy market and, um, you know, just any number of things that went on last year. Um, but between the IRS and the passage of Secure Act 2.0, they've come up with some things that actually might be beneficial. They
1: have. They have. You know what? Once in a while, the politicians can do something that actually benefits you know, Americans. Right. And, uh, you know, they do, they do plenty that doesn't. And and so I thought I'd give them their props when they do. Yeah, and right. Exactly. It, you know, and there's no question. Everybody knows. I think everybody walking knows that we had record breaking inflation, you know, last year, uh, last couple of years, maybe you could say. And so, you know, the markets have been crazy volatile. Everybody's seen their 401k and the retirement accounts and their investment accounts probably didn't do very well last year. Uh, it was the worst year in history, going back a hundred years, worst year in history for bonds. Um, and it was a, a very bad year for stocks with roughly a 20% drop in the S&P 500. The NASDAQ, the technology-laden index, lost over a third of its value in 2022. Wow. So, so you know, that combined with inflation, um, you know, it, it was just a lousy, it was just a lousy year in the markets. And so your traditional, you know, your 60-40, 60% stocks, 40% bond, that 60-40 portfolio that uh, has been around for a long, long time had one of its worst years on record. I think it dropped about 16% last year. So, um, you know, a lot of people are looking around and saying, hey, what the heck can I do? And, and I tell you, well, we've got some good news because one of the things that Congress did when they passed Sec- uh, Secure Act 2.0 is they, they changed the income brackets and the, uh, and the withholding amounts And so they've moved the income brackets a little bit higher. And what that means is that you can make a little bit more money before you get kicked up to a higher income tax bracket. All right. So so that is a that is a positive for sure. And you might have noticed, for instance, uh, on the withholding, there was adjustments to that, too. So if your salary stayed the same, if your wages stayed the same from December of 22 into 2023, you probably saw more more take home pay than you did last year because of that change. Mm and so, so that's always nice. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't want to bring home more money, right? Well,
0: exactly. Man, I noticed a little bump, not a ton, but I mean, you know, like you just said, I'll take money anytime hey, they want to give it to me. Anything extra in your pocket is a good
1: thing. Yes, no question exactly. about it. And and my suggestion is to save it, invest it, or save, save it. Right. Okay? Yes. Don't don't go out and buy a new car, or, and and uh, you know one thing one thing that I've seen uh, a lot of times over my career is people get a raise and they and they step up, they buy a new car, they buy new clothes, they buy a new house. Um, and and I'm always saying, you know, if if you would just if you just maybe think about saving that extra money, maybe save half of it, and spend half of it. Well, on, no, on here's here's what you
0: can do: you can save half of it, and then use the other half to buy a dozen eggs.
1: yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh, egg prices are crazy. Yeah. And 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 you know something that surprised me is I was I was looking at this and I'm saying okay, because everything whenever I see something like this, I, I say all right, there's got to be a, make, a way to make money off this as an investor, right? Sure. And 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 uh, and so I look at it and say maybe the egg producers maybe by Maine foods because they're like the nation's largest producer of eggs or distributor of eggs and this crazy thing is the stock has has done terribly in, in the last in the last several months and the symbol is calm for what it's worth and and uh you know and and it's kind of it's kind of bewildering to me um that it has that it hasn't done better considering i i have to feel like these companies are making incredible profits with i mean i don't know how much what what I don't, I'll admit I don't do the grocery shopping and I don't know exactly how much a dozen eggs cost these days, but I do know that my wife comes in and tells me how she can't believe how expensive they are. Yeah. Um, You know, and, and so there are ways though, what I like to do, like for instance, I used to get bothered by my cable bill. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know who likes it, but I, but then I, then I thought about, I said, you know what, maybe buy stock in the cable company. And and so I, there are ways that you can you know looking at the bills that you pay, it's kind of like an old Peter Lynch theory. I, I'm getting a little off on a tangent here, but the old Peter Lynch theory was you know buying you know, look at the products you have in your shelves, look at what you buy, where do you spend your money, and then look and see maybe those are good investments that you might be able to make some money off of going forward. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the things that he talked about in uh, in his books back in the day. So going back uh, going back to taxes though, okay, it's nice. That we can pay less taxes, right? Yes,
0: exactly. And and again, the um, the standard deductions. I mean, that that's good news too. It is by
1: all means. You know what? You can make almost twenty eight grand now as an indiv- as as a married couple, almost twenty eight thousand dollars, and not pay any tax. So I I thought that's a nice thing. It's what twenty seven seven for for a, a, yeah. a married couple filing jointly, yep. and the individual is half of that at thirteen eight fifty. So I think so that's nice. You know, take it off the top, and and that is something, by the way. When you guys are when you guys are figuring out your taxes and you're thinking about making charitable contributions, things like that, um, one thing to remember, you know, like they talk about, oh, you get a tax credit here, you get a tax deduction here, is tax deductible. The only way you get those deductions is if you itemize, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're taking the standard deduction, you're really not getting those write-offs. So it's just something to keep in to keep in mind. Most people these days, because the standard deduction is so high, most people are not itemizing they're taking the standard deduction and uh, if it makes sense to itemize by all means go for it I just wanted to point that out as something to recognize and be aware of um that you might think it's a, it might it might qualify as a charitable deduction but if you're not itemizing you're you're not gonna in my mind you're not seeing it because you're not it's not reducing your tax bill sure
0: and well again I think that's interesting because if I mean to for 20 or almost thirty thousand dollars I mean that'd be a lot of itemizing wouldn't it I can't imagine it, that. There's no it, way it would I would be, ever get that much.
1: No, no, no. And and that's that that's myself as well, you know. And I do and I do have a lot of item itemized bills, but um but it's not it's not there. And 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 for personally I'm incorporated, so so a lot, you know, the business expenses run through the business. Um you know, so but it's important to take a look at it, recognize it. It's it's nice that it's up at that amount. Um and and uh you know, make sure that you're taking the the deductions that that you deserve, all right? The other thing that's really good news is they raised the limits on 401k contributions and how much you can put in retirement plans. So that's thirty thousand
0: fi- too, right? if you're over fifty, yeah.
1: if you're over fifty, you could put thirty grand into a 401k. If you're married, right? You can ma- if you can max it out. That means you can put away sixty thousand dollars a year. Jeez, okay? That's
0: amazing. And again, if and you had a 401, if you had a Roth 401k, whew,
1: Yes. And that, that you, you hit the nail on the head. That is exactly what, uh, what I'm doing and what I like, what I, what I believe in. Um, I, I personally am a big believer in tax free and I always say it's two of my favorite words. Um, and what I want to remind, I want to point this out again to folks, cause I think a lot of people don't think about, uh, the deductions, uh, to the fullest extent that maybe they should. And, and what I'm getting at is all kinds of people. I, I definitely recommend putting money away, whether it's a 401k or a Roth, or an IRA or a Roth, it's, it's a great thing to put the money away. But, but let me ask you, if you've ever thought about it, have you ever thought about how, uh, what would be, it would be a metaphor, I guess, a metaphor. And we're going to say, we're going to say, let's, let's say it's, well, let's say it's 30 grand. Let's say I put the 30 grand in the 401k now, and, and let's say, I don't know, you're 40 years old. Okay. So you're putting in 30 grand and you're getting the tax deduction on 30 grand. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call that the seed, like a, like a seed to, to, you know, that's going to grow From a plant. Right? Yeah. You're going to plant a seed. So this seed is $30,000. You're getting the tax deduction on, and now you're 40 years old. You're going to invest that money maybe for 25 years until your mid-60s, maybe. All right. I would say in that 25 years, if you put it in the stock market, uh, you're going to see very, probably pretty nice growth on that money, right? I would hope I'm so. going to say, yeah. You know, I would think you could, you could I don't know, maybe triple it, quadruple it. So and, so let's think about that for a second. So you're getting a deduction on the $30,000. let us make it simple, and it grows to 130000 Now, when you take it out down the road, you're paying tax on 130,000. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's that's the math that I don't think a lot of people think about. I think people are just, they're only thinking about, can I get this deduction now, right? Mm -hmm. But how about if you think about this, how about if you think about it this way? Say, you know what, maybe if I put this into a Roth, it's kind of like paying the tax on the seed right now, right, paying Mm -hmm. tax on the seed, and then when it grows this beautiful crop, and that thirty grand turns into hundred and thirty thousand. Now with, with my Roth, I don't have to pay tax at all on that hundred and thirty thousand. So I would rather pay tax on the seed right now, and then you know grow the harvest, grow the crop, and then when I take it out down the road, the bigger chunk of money I'm getting tax free. So that's how that's how I think about it. Um, I, I know people. I know every, you know nobody likes to pay more in taxes, but I would strongly encourage you to consider this. Consider what it's going to grow to and whether it makes more sense to pay the tax now on a smaller amount, okay, versus paying it on a larger amount down the road. Because guys, I'll tell you, when you, when you have the money and you put it all into tax deferred accounts, whether it's an IRA, whether it's a 401k or a 403b or a SEP or a simple or any other type of retirement plan, or for that matter, a non-qualified annuity, okay, they work the same way. You get you, you, you don't get a tax deduction on money you put into the annuity but it grows tax deferred and vehicles that grow tax deferred when you take the money out it's tax like income so you're going to pay income tax on that money so if you are in a higher tax bracket you're going to pay a higher amount of uh, of tax on that money do you know the highest tax bracket is double capital gains tax rates
0: is it really it,
1: yeah it is wow <laughs> And, and, and did you know that a married couple could make something like eighty thousand dollars and pay zero capital gains okay okay so, so so there are some things to consider I'm just saying I'm what I'm saying is uh I would keep an eye on the tax rates if you're if you're thinking about this as of right now the individual tax rates are set to go back to uh set to uh, go back to where they were I believe in 2025 not don't yeah no, no you're right there
0: out. I I've looked that up yep you're right
1: oh okay. Okay, so 2025, the individual tax rates go back. uh, And where Congress, in my view, screwed the citizens again, um, is they made the corporate tax breaks permanent. So all the corporations making a gazillion dollars, their tax breaks are permanent. But the individual making 75 grand, your tax rate's going back up again um, when they revert back in 2025. And so I think you should take a look at it and, and think about what makes sense. Don't just look at the deduction that you're getting right now. Because if you're young and you have a long time for that money to grow, you pro- in my opinion, you're better off paying the tax now and letting it grow into something much, much bigger that you can reap the benefit from on a tax-free basis down the road.
0: Well, here's the, yeah. it's a, here's the, something interesting. I think my daughter and son-in-law um, have had this realization. They got four young kids, and they started talking about you know retirement and all this kind of stuff, and they determined on their own that it would make more sense to put all of the money into the 401k at my son-in-law's work rather than go into the, the Roth 401k at work rather than just the regular 401k because they got four deductions to start out with.
1: You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. They don't need any yeah.
0: deductions for, for uh, you know, what comes tax times. They've got it, enough. It,
1: well, exactly, exactly. And and the other thing about it, the other thing that I think about is because I, I work primarily with retirees and people close to retirees. I, now, I do have some younger clients that, that their parents referred to me. Um, you know, but the majority of my clients are, are, you know, close to retirement or already retired. And what I've seen is so many of them pay tax on the social security checks because they have high taxable, they have other taxable income that exceeds the amount you can make to keep it tax free. Okay. But now understand the amount, it, it, it's not a lot. You can make it, it, it's a very, it's a, it's not a set number that I can give people because it all depends on your individual situation, but it's somewhere in the $10,000 range plus or minus a couple of grand. Mm-hmm. I, I believe the calculation is half of your social security income plus your other income is what determines whether your social security is taxable. And, and now maybe some people look at it and say, it's not that big a deal, but to me it looks like it probably saved me about $5,000 a year, which I do consider a big deal. Uh, that
0: is a um, big deal. I don't care who you are. <laughs> you know,
1: I mean, after 10 years, um, at 10 years, 50 grand, grand—that that's a nice car. That's right?
0: a, more than a car. Yeah. Well, it's, I guess today it's only a car, isn't it? In today's world, it's only yeah. It's,
1: it, it's like it's like the average price of a new car. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the point is, it adds up over time, and so what I'm doing is, I am I am trying to convert everything and put everything in Roth IRAs, uh, and 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 I'm going to be using Roth IRAs. Uh, I'm investing the money in in index annuities that have guaranteed lifetime income features, so they're going to be paying me income every month from these annuities that'll be guaranteed as long as either my wife or myself are alive. Um, And and that's even if the accounts go to zero. All right, But that income is going to be tax free. And so with the income from my Roth and then other monies that I pull out of my health savings account, which is also going to be tax free, that's going to keep my social security tax free too. So I am very much looking forward to not paying any income tax
0: (laughs) in my future. That's fantastic! What a what a great goal to strive for. And I mean, the thing is, though, if you've been a good saver, chances are, Kevin, you could help them achieve that as well.
1: Oh, no question, no question. And that's exactly what I what I'd like to do. And 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 we we want to sit down. You know, it's nice to get obviously, you know, for the tax brackets to 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 uh, you know let you make a little more money and for the deductions to get bigger. But obviously, it's important that you invest the money wisely and that you you allocate it so that you have exposure to different asset classes right? I've seen so many people that have numerous mutual funds and then I dissect them and I look into them and I research them further. And I see that they're, they're essentially all buying, um, they're all buying the same funds, you know, and and the same stocks, I should say, you know, so, so they will be like large cap growth funds. They might have different names, but they're all buying Microsoft. They're all, they're all, they're all buying big, they're all buying Facebook and Google. And then the client looks and says, what happened? How did I lose so much money? It's because your broker did not do a good job of diversifying your account. All right. Guys, what you what you should do, what I recommend, look at your portfolio and look and see when the markets are up, did everything go higher? When the markets are down, did everything go down? And if that's the case, maybe it's not as diversified as it should be. All right? One thing one thing I I've, I've been adding to lately, I'm, I'm I I think emerging markets look attractive and it's the first time in probably a decade I've thought that. Uh international stocks I think look attractive too no kidding. because they're val- yeah, their valuations, you know, like if you look at Europe, the average valuation is much, much more attractive than they are in the States. So, so I have been adding to international holdings. I've been buying some emerging market holdings for different clients. Now, obviously this isn't for everybody. It depends on your emerging markets in particular are more are riskier. They have more risk. Um, but they might be attractive and it might make sense for you. If you're not sure, that's when you just give me a call. Let's sit down. We, we can talk on the phone spend 10 minutes talking on the phone, and then you can decide if it's worth it, if it makes sense, if it looks like we might be a fit to set up an appointment and come in and sit down face-to-face. There's no charge, there's no obligation, but then we can talk, and we can see where you're at and see if I might be able to help you out.
0: 800-975-6717. That's the number to call, folks, 800-975-6717, or visit silverleaffinancial.com. Just reach out to Kevin, and uh, you can connect. You'll connect with the folks very easily on the website, yeah?
1: Yes, exactly. By all means, please reach out, and uh, it's very easy to contact me. And uh, trust me, I'm not a high pressure type of guy. I do my best to avoid being a salesman. Um, I'm I'm really here to help you understand and figure out what's the best path and what's the best way to get you where you want to be, so that when you do get ready to retire, that you're confident and you know you we've got a plan in place. You've got the income coming in that you that you need and that you want, and that we've got other assets available and we've structured it in a way that every few years you can bring in additional income. Okay. And that's how we're going to deal with inflation. One thing I'm doing on that note, I'm setting up several different investments so that as time goes by, and in this case I'm referring to the income from the annuities. So every couple of years, every two, three years, I turn on another income stream that'll bring me another five or 600 bucks a month tax-free cause it's Roth. All right. And every few years I can do that. And that's how I plan on uh, dealing with inflation and making sure that me and my wife have enough money to pay for things, even if our electric company is getting ready to raise the rates again, like they
0: are in Arizona. Well, I, I think they are everywhere. Uh, certainly, I'm hearing that here <laughs> yeah, yeah. too as well.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, all, all of it. I got I got a notice from the from the you know the garbage pickup people that they're raising rates, and APS out here is who we have for electric, and and there's you know they got to raise rates and. So it's not just a grocery store, right? It's, no. It's, prices are going higher all over the place. Sure. And and so so we want to look at all these things and make sure we're positioned that you don't have to worry about it. And so you can spend your time on the golf course or fishing on the river or you know hanging out with your grandkids, whatever it is you like to do. But you can do it, you know, for, for, with 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 peace and no anxiety, knowing that we've got everything covered. Oh, and I you like. You don't have that. to worry. Don't have to worry about the stock market.
0: What else can we do that's going to make it, um, you know, a a better a better year is from a tax standpoint and from a savings standpoint?
1: You know what? I would I would I would go back. I I would go back and take a look at what you're doing. I want to go back to the portfolio and I want to go back to investing um, and and go back to the 401ks, because what we talked about earlier, the thirty thousand dollar limit for an individual on their 401k um, over over the age of 50. That's the employee contribution. So you might have an employer match, right? That's putting money in there as well. Now the employer match—something fo- a lot of folks don't know—the employer match has to go into into a traditional four hundred one k. For some reason, the employer match can't go into your Roth four hundred one k.
0: Well, it can uh, now, or it can—it will next year, I think, is when that happens.
1: Okay, you know, yeah. you know what? Well, but that's Secure these, Act
0: two point uh, I'll I'll confirm it, but it's either twenty four or twenty five. When I think it's next year, twenty four that 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 happens.
1: Yeah. Cause right. Cause right now what you have to do is just, you know, you just have to convert it, uh, individually. Um, but you know what, that's a good change because, because when you look at the employer contribution, the limit between the, between, uh, between both on both sides, employee and employer, an individual could put over $60,000 into their 401k Yeah, and an individual. Okay. So imagine if it's a husband and a wife guys, you could put in over a hundred thousand dollars a year, if the employer is matching it. So, yeah. so for instance, if you're a self-employed person, right, you can determine that, that you can determine that you, it could be a profit share or it could be a match. All right. And, and it, it can be up to a hundred percent of their salary. So there, there are a uh, pretty significant limits available for you to put away money. And I think if you're able to put that away, the sooner, the better, then see the money grow over time. And that's, what's going to set you up to have, that comfortable retirement you're looking for. And I, and I think that it's important to take a look, like we talked about earlier, the tax implications, things like that. Um, but the other, nice thing, uh, just to, to mention one other point of, of this uh, Secure Act 2.0 that changed is the RMD, the required minimum distribution. For years and years, it was at 70 and a half when you had to start taking money out uh, and they bumped it up a couple times now, and it is now up to 73. So you don't have to start taking money out of these accounts until 73. And over the course of the next several years, it's going to go even higher to age 75. So if you're able to set yourself up in a way, and we can set it up in a way that you don't need to tap that account, that's just that much longer the money can grow before you actually have to start taking it out. And of course, I'm referring to uh, the traditional IRAs. Um, there is no RMD for a Roth IRA.
0: Right. Well, but it, uh, yeah, it is 2024. There it is. Yeah, it's a 2024 uh, that eliminates RMDs from the Roth accounts. Because, I mean, it was... It just seems so silly because I think in the first Secure Act, uh, you know, they just kind of overlooked that, and I think that's what this does is fix it, because you know people were upset that they were having to pay take an RMD on the money that they put they already paid tax on.
1: Yeah, that's that's seems referring to the Roth four hundred one k. Roth four hundred one k. You have to take they had the RMDs in place, which is ridiculous because there's no taxes owed. Um, I guess they just didn't want you to continue to get the tax free growth. I'm I'm not sure. But, <laughs> well, I just I uh, think
0: it was simply overlooked. You know what I mean? You got to figure these bills are sixteen hundred pages long. I mean, somebody's got to sit there and write that stuff, right? Well, uh, better yeah, them and than re- me.
1: <laughs> and, and let's remind us, remind ourselves: there's no, there's, there's no aptitude test or intelligence test required for our politicians. What? Okay.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm surprised they don't have to you know, demonstrate.
1: They don't have to demonstrate knowledge of anything. Nothing, which I think is a shame.
0: Well, it <laughs> but- is, but it's pretty obvious. <laughs>
1: It is. Right. And so so obviously we don't have a bunch of, you know, Mensa members as as representatives, unfortunately. Um, and and so I so I'm not surprised when when a lot of this craziness comes out because they they, they just, I think they make a lot of asinine moves. And unfortunately, that's why our tax code has gotten so complicated.
0: Sure. Well, so. and again, every, every year it's something different, and, and that's, that's just the way it is. We've kind of gotten used to that. Uh, the one thing that never changes is we're con- we continue to get older, and we continue to have to save and get ready for retirement. And you just kind of have to roll with the changes, Kevin.
1: Yes, no, no question about it. No question about it. Um, and, and it's important to stay up on these things, you know, because I've, I've talked to several people just in the last few weeks, um, none of whom knew that they raised the age for the RMD. And if you're in your early seventies, that's important information. Um, and if you take in a distribution when you don't have to, because you thought you had to, then, you know, I, 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 imagine that person wouldn't be very happy with that. So there, there are a lot of changes and this is one of the reasons why, you know, uh, I believe it's beneficial to work with an advisor because these are, this is some one of the things that we do. We try to stay up on these changes and then communicate those to everybody. Um, and, and in my case, if you're working with an advisor, um, you know, they, a lot of times they're the ones that are helping you process these distributions. So you probably have a conversation with them before you start. And, and that's when they can tell you, Hey, you know what? You don't have to take this out if you're not 73 yet. Mm-hmm. And so that gets you that much more growth on the money. Um, the, the other thing, just as a side note, guys, you know, something interesting, there's a Vanguard study that came out, uh, along with Investnet, I believe it is that cited that in, at investors that work with an advisor see an average of 3% more growth per year than those that don't. And, and and you want to take a look at your portfolio and see what an extra three percent would do if you worked with this advisor for let's say 10 15 20 years or more guys that's a phenomenal phenomenal difference in account value so I, i'd strongly recommend sit down with a few of us see what we can see what we're about and see if it might be a good if it might be a good fit for you
0: yeah right uh, again folks if you'd like to reach out to Kevin, just visit the website it's uh silverleaffinancial.com silverleaffinancial.com or 800-975-6717 so kevin this is uh i mean you're feeling pretty good about things i got that sense when we were talking before the show even that uh, that things are feeling pretty good right now
1: you, you know what i i've i've been feeling yes i'm feeling better better and better you know i started there's so many okay now now guys let me let me clarify there's Wall Street is very split right now in terms of their opinions on what's going to happen with the stock market this year. You've got several well-known strategists calling for a, for a 10 to 20% drop in the market from where we are. And then at the same time, looking at the exact same data, you have other well-known, very highly paid strategists saying we're going to see a 15 to 20% gain this year. So I, I, to, to me, it, it is confusing as an investment professional. I can't imagine how how investors feel that don't do this every day for a living because the signals we're getting are very very mixed but i'll tell you what if you look at for instance this week we had meta uh you know formerly known as facebook um come out with their earnings uh they're there for the first time they hit two billion with a b two billion daily active daily active users oh Isn't my that, gosh. Incredible? that is amazing And you know that number of people on there every day is is incredible and so their numbers were good, the earnings were good, the revenues were good, and, and they announced a forty billion dollar additional buyback. And so the stock jumped over 20% in one day. That that moved up uh, you know, other NASDAQ technology stocks like you know, Google and things like that. Um, you know, and, and so I, I think that if you're taking a, a long-term approach, it's important that you don't get too bogged down by the daily or weekly commentary or the strategists. Really, I think the best approach. For anybody that's got a horizon of, of, let's say, 10 years or more, is just to, to continue to buy, put money in every month, every week, or every quarter, whenever you can, so that you're buying these, buying and investing on a regular basis. And then if there are price dips, if there are corrections and the markets go down, you're going to be buying more shares when the markets are down. Because we know that over time, looking back in history, the market has always went on to new highs. Always. And, and so I think it's important not to forget that because when we get surrounded with so much negative news um, and, and it's gotten so political, you know, anything, something goes wrong in China and apparently the, the Republicans think it's all Biden's fault. You know, it things happen around the world. It's all the Democrats fault, according to the Republicans and vice versa. You know, it, it's, it's too political. And don't don't let that cloud your vision, because the fact is interest rates have probably gotten close to their peak. In my opinion, they raised a quarter point this week. Right. They're, they might raise another quarter point, but I think we're almost at the end. And when you look at past cycles of interest rate hikes, the market has performed very well when you get towards the end of those rate hikes. And then then you look at some people like to cite the January effect. They say, however, the markets did in January, that's going to be the indicator for how it does the rest of the year. Guys, we had a fantastic January. We had a really, a really good yeah. January. Yes, we right? did. Yeah. And and so that should bode well for the stock market according to the stock this according to the stock traders almanac, right? Mm-hmm. And and then if you look at the fact, then if you look back in history and you say, "Kevin, we just had a horrible year." And I say, "Yes, we did." And I went back and I look at the last 100 100 years when we had the S&P drop over 20%, 85% of the time the market was up double digits the following year. Oh my god. Now, it, right? Now it doesn't mean it it's no obviously it's not a guarantee. Oh, yeah. Nobody can guarantee Nobody can guarantee it, right? Right. But look at the look at the odds. Look at the odds and, and look at history. Look at, as I mentioned, you've got interest rate hikes coming to an end. You've got the gender effect as an indicator of the market. You've got the probabilities when we come off a bad market that we're going to have a very good one, 85%. That's 85%, guys, very high statistically, okay, very high. And so I think you look at these things and you say, you know what? Over the last 100 years, the stock market has averaged roughly 10% returns assuming reinvested dividends. Okay. And we're coming off of a 20% loss roughly on the S&P 500. So I think the markets are, are looking attractive. And I'm not saying to put everything in there, but I think it's wise to have some money invested in stocks and bonds, by the way, bonds, bond, you know, two-year treasuries over 4%, I, I think is very attractive compared to, certainly compared to where they were a couple of years ago. Yeah, And, and, and so I think the 60-40 portfolio or 50-50, however you want to slice it, I think that makes a lot of sense for folks. And guys, I can tell you, I've got a lot of investments that are paying 8%, 9%, 10% dividends. Uh, I've got funds that are both long and short, kind of like a hedge fund, but you don't have to pay the hedge fund fees, okay? So we're collecting 8%, 9 10 In fact, one of them is paying 11% interest, all right? And, and it's outperformed the market significantly last year. So if you'd like to get information on something like this, this is the type of thing I've been doing for my clients to try to give themselves a hedge so that if the market goes just sideways like it's been, they're still collecting nice fat dividend checks, even if the market's going sideways. That's how you can make money when we have a market that isn't really going anywhere.
0: Sounds to me like you have got a strategy for pretty much any situation because of your experience, and, the, and the, <laughs> the, you know the number of years that you've been doing this. You again, I think history teaches us something, and and you're very good at understanding to me anyway, what happened before and what it could mean today. Oh, you know, I, I
1: appreciate that, Steve. And I, and I think that, and I think that's what, you know, I think that's an advantage. You want to working with somebody that's been experienced. I've been doing this uh, since 1990 is when I started. So it's uh, gosh, 33 years now I've been in this business. Um, You know, I've seen the bear markets, the bull markets and everything in between. All right. And I'd be happy to help you out, answer any questions you might have. I do think I can help you get to where you want to be. We just need to sit down and talk about it.
2: Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.
0: Do it today.